0: continue teaching on the spiritual heart of man and working out our salvation with fear and trembling. Um, As the last session we talked about justification, sanctification, glorification. We talked about salvation as a process in our lives because we're a three-part being. Now today we want to talk about these three parts. Uh, First of all, we have to realize that there is a difference between our spirit and our soul. This is why we are a three-part being and not a two-part being. Um, The scriptures do not allow for a two-part being. So when we turn to Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 4, uh, let me just, oh, wait a minute, I guess it's, I have the wrong scripture reference here. Hebrews 4 and verse 12, I got it backwards. Hebrews 4, this is reality TV, whatever you see is what you get. (laughs) Hebrews 4, verse 12, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit. Right there we have it. Soul and spirit is divided. We know the flesh is there because we have a physical body. I want you to understand that this is just a hunk of meat. This is not us. We live inside of this. This body gives expression of ourselves. Sometimes you can tell what's in a person's heart just by their body language. Sometimes you can tell what's in their heart just by the look on their face. (laughs) And so the real us lives inside of this hunk of meat. And we're going to get a glorified body eventually. But the Word of God divides this is the only book in the universe. That we can discern the difference between our soul and our spirit and our spirit is what God breathed into that hunk of clay and Adam became a living being or a living soul and the spirit is our life source the Bible says that the body without the spirit is dead once your spirit leaves your body you are dead you're still have full of blood everything is still there but nothing is working because there's no life there The blood that brings life to every organ of our body, but the spirit brings life to everything. And so, the soul and the spirit are different. This is why we are a three-part being. Also, there's a difference between the heart and the spirit. Now, when I started in my Christian walk, uh, I was taught that the heart and the spirit were the same thing. Now, I think people have realized differently since, uh, but it was one of the main teachings that was out at the time. And uh, I thought, how can that be? If my spirit is born again, and it's already totally saved, how can it be the same as my heart? Because my heart's deceitfully wicked above all things. It didn't make any sense to me. And this is one of the things that really got me thinking about uh, studying on the heart. It's just things that the Lord quickened to me. So we're going to go to Matthew chapter 15, And we're going to read what Jesus said here. And the problem was that his apostles were going out into the grain field on the Sabbath and picking grain and eating it, and somebody gave him a hard time about what his apostles were doing. And um, then he said uh, a parable and talked to them. Um, He said, listen and understand, what goes into a man's mouth does not make him unclean, but what comes out of his mouth that is what makes him unclean. And Peter, of course, said, explain what you're saying to us. And verse 16, he says, are you still so dull? Jesus asked them, don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? But the things that come out of the mouth, they come from the heart, and these make a man unclean. See, we're we're getting to understanding the heart a little better here. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what make a man unclean, but eating with unwashed hands does not make him unclean. See, they had become legalistic about everything, they did not understand their hearts, they did not understand it was a a religious system the Pharisees Jesus confronted them all the time he said my father whom you call your God and let me say they understood the scriptures they read the scriptures the Pharisees and the scribes they read the scriptures but they could not accept Jesus but here these things come out of the heart evil thoughts murder adultery The first time I read that scripture I thought whoa that's inside of me those kind of thoughts are coming out of me they're in my heart I'm responsible for them see we read before, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. If those thoughts are coming out of my heart, then somehow I've allowed them to come in. But I didn't understand how or how that happened. And that's what we're going to explain about. So it's what comes out of our heart that causes these things to be, causes us to be unclean. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We're going to look at Luke chapter 6, another scripture, and uh, We'll just see that confirmed there. Luke chapter 6, verse 43 to 49. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree, we could say each heart here, each tree or each heart is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes, nor grapes from briars. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of his heart his mouth speaks, or from the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. Jesus talks about the heart here as the storehouse of good and evil. Our spiritual heart is located right here where our physical heart is because that's where our emotions is. That's where our fear is. That's where we grab ourselves when somebody scares us. Our emotions are here. But it's a spiritual heart as the physical heart keeps our body alive and pumps blood to every part of our body, so our spiritual heart is also our life source, our emotions, our our desires, everything is stored up. And it is a storehouse, it is a spiritual receptacle, everything is stored up in there from everything that has ever happened to us in our lives, good, bad, or otherwise. Everything we've seen, every incident that has happened, every traumatic experience, every evil that has happened to us, how we reacted to it, it's all stored up in our hearts. This is what's stopping the kingdom from flowing. This is why we're going to study the heart so much. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If we're speaking negative things, or we're we're talking down about people, judging and criticizing people, it's probably because we have pride in our hearts. And all we are doing is reinforcing the pride that's in our hearts by speaking that. When people come for counseling I just let them talk and then I tell them well this and this has happened in your life and, and you probably had this situation and that situation and, and And they look at me in amazement and they think God is telling me all about their lives. I just know how the heart works and if I'm hearing this then it's because of this problem in the heart and that problem got there because of a bad relation with, with their mom or their dad or, or something happened to them or they had a traumatic experience. So all of these things, uh, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I want you to be aware of your thought life. What are you speaking? What kind of words are you speaking? Are you speaking in line with the kingdom and the will of God and and the new creation? Or is your mouth just speaking whatever it wants, judging people, criticizing people, or or you're hurt and you're you're full of anger and you're acting out of your hurts? What are you speaking and why are you speaking that see once we get through this you'll be able to judge and understand where these thoughts are coming from and why and we're going to go in and do inner healing get you set free and then meditating on the word and living the words so that the holy spirit can work in you and jesus can help you work out your salvation with fear and trembling and you become more personalized with him Verse 46, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Remember read in James, you must be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Jesus gives instructions. Everything in the Bible is about our character, and especially in view of the Lord's coming. In the view of the Lord's coming, this is how you ought to live. This is how you ought to live, knowing that the Lord will soon be back. All the warnings are to the church and how we should live, but everything is about instruction and heart attitude. In Philippians, it says that this mind that was in Christ should be in you, We did not think equality, something, equality with God, something to be grasped, but became humble and a servant even to the point of death. And think of others more highly than yourself. See, the Bible is telling us how to think in line with the kingdom, in line with what we have in our born-again spirit. How many of us think that others are better than ourselves? Doesn't mean that they are better, but we have to have that humble attitude where we respect everyone. They have gone through things in life. What's coming out of their mouth is because of the problems they went through in life. I never used to realize this and I would just judge everybody in accordance with my problems and how I lived. And, uh, you know, I thought I had a a bad childhood and, and so did my wife. But when we started counseling, the stories people would tell us, we'd sit there and cry, we felt so bad for them. And it gave us an appreciation of what each person has gone through and why they are the way they are. And so we're not as quick to judge people like we used to be before we were saved, because I have sympathy now for them, because what I hear coming out of their mouth reflects a problem they have in their heart, which reflects things that happened in their lives that they didn't know how to control. And in one sense, they can't help being the way they were because they didn't have proper teaching or didn't know how to react to it according to the kingdom of God. This is why kingdom principles are so important. So everything in the New Testament is so important, even the Old Testament, because it's all about developing character. We have been predestined. The predestined plan of God is that we be changed into the image of the Son. But that's going to come through the new birth, with us working on our salvation, with fear and trembling, with the help of the Holy Spirit, who helps and leads us and guides us into all truth. He will give you truth for every situation and circumstance in your life. He will give you scriptures for every situation and circumstance in your life. If you're not sure about what you're going through or what your character is, ask your wife, ask your spouse. <laughs> ask somebody that knows you. They'll be honest with you. Somebody be honest with you. Anyways, going back here to the wise and the foolish builders why do you call me lord lord and do not do what i say be a doer of the word not a hearer only i will show you what he is like who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice again it's the words and puts them into practice something we're going to talk about a little bit later on or we'll bring into the conversation i'll I'll mention it here but how can we put the word into practice see if we're not humble to receive it in the first place then we can't put it into practice. Uh, Joshua 1 and 8 says, this word of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You will meditate on it day and night. You will be careful to do all that it says, and then you will have be, be prosperous. Your way will be prosperous. Your life, your emotion, prosperity deals with your own emotional life, deals with your happiness, deals with your joy, deals with finances, it deals with everything. And But you have to meditate on the word so you can humbly receive the word and agree with it but now you have to meditate on it that it becomes real within your heart the Holy Spirit will take you a deeper understanding of the same scripture I've been teaching these things for 35 years but they're more solid in my heart I have a deeper awareness of it God taking me to new levels all the time even though they're the same scriptures sometimes he shows them to me in a different light because I have a different responsibility coming up or something but this is God working in you, both to will and to do with his good pleasure. But we can't do it. To do it with our heart, we have to meditate on the word so it becomes stronger than the negative things that are in our heart so that we desire to live it and we make every effort. God does it all. We just have to submit. When I first became a Christian, I did not understand anything. I did not want to change. I did not want to go to church. Um, I told the Lord, it's just a bunch of religious hypocrites. And he said, go ahead, there's room for one more. See, he put me into my proper place. Sometimes he'll speak very direct to you. And I really didn't want to change it. Once I started hearing his word, I was drinking and smoking. I I wasn't hurting anybody when I was drinking. I wasn't a mean alcoholic. I was a party animal. I I enjoyed smoking. Just bad habits I had picked up along the way. I didn't even quit drinking and smoking until the Lord called me into the ministry because I thought, Oh, you want me in the ministry, you probably want me to show a good example, so I better quit smoking and drinking. But he gave me the grace to do it. That's another story that we don't have time for right now. But it's him that works in us. So here's these words of mine, puts them into practice. He is like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundations on a rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house, but could not shake it because it was well built. See, this is so important. Whatever you read in the Bible, it's not information. How does this apply to my heart? If you're really hungry to understand God, the Holy Spirit will show you things in your life that are not right. I've been teaching on the heart for 30 years, and it still brings conviction to me. I know I still have farther to go, deeper to go, more things I have to deal with. But it's a process. You don't deal with them all at once. But, man, I've come a long ways from where I was. But I still have farther to go. All right? That's the mindset we must always have. But if we put his word into practice, then we're building on the rock. We're digging deep. We're going deeper in our heart, deeper in our lives. But the one who hears my word and does not put them into practice is like a man who built his house on the ground without a foundation. And the moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed, and its destruction was complete. So we understand that we have to have a foundation. If we don't have a foundation that's all, we can't build the house. So we have to have a solid foundation, and our foundation is Jesus. He's the rock. He's the Word of God. We must build on that. And if we build on that, no matter what comes at us, we're going to be able to get through it without getting all whacked out of whack and having our emotions get all over the place because we have grown in Him, we've matured. You know, if you sit in a room all by yourself for the rest of your life, you will just get worse, you can't get better because you have no interaction with life, you have no interaction with people, you're not being challenged, and so you're just going to stay the same, but you don't stay the same, you get worse because all you can work with is those negative things that are in your heart, and and the devil will work with that because you're not forced to interact with others to change. And so we must build our lives on the Word of God. This is why we have to understand our heart. But our hearts deceive us because they don't want to change and so we make excuses we justify what we're doing or what we're not doing and God doesn't force us to do it see we have to have a hungry heart for God love the Lord thy God with all of your heart with all of your mind with all of your will I've always been so hungry to learn more about the word and the kingdom and how it works and and because I've always been so hungry God has just supernaturally given me revelation and understanding and putting it into practice in my life so here we see then that the heart and the spirit have to be different because the heart is the storehouse of good and evil we do not have any evil in our spirit it is born again it is saved it is the very nature of god in us it is christ in you the hope of glory we are partakers of the divine nature this is what is changing us this new birth this power of of God's character, the very character of Jesus himself, of the Father himself, is in our born-again spirit. It's all the negative things in our heart that stop that from functioning. All right, we're going to turn now to Proverbs chapter 4, and we're going to look at some key scriptures here on the heart. This is really our foundational scriptures that our ministry is built on, Proverbs 4. And we're going to start um in verse let me see here verse 20 i guess we'll start as soon as i find proverbs 4 here we go Uh, let's start in verse 18 because this is so good the path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn shining ever brighter till the full light of day the path or the walk the way we live our life those that want to be righteous It gets brighter and brighter it gets easier and easier but we go deeper and deeper but we see more clarity as we keep living for Jesus building this word into our hearts and into our if we build it into our heart we're building into our life and and we we start to understand spiritual things better we we see truth more clearly. we see the right thing to do more clearly it becomes second nature which we'll explain, uh, because it's, it becomes a part of our heart by living it, and then we see more and more of the kingdom. So it's important that Jesus Lord of our life, Lord of every part of our life. He is the Word, and the Word must have its way in our lives, but we have free will. We don't have to allow it to do that. Um, but the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. This is the mystery of iniquity. And if they're in darkness and they keep speaking negative things and stay in that darkness, they don't even know why they're in such a mess. See, this is why we're going around the mountain in the wilderness, because of the evil that's still in us, and we're allowing it to continue in us because we are not putting His word into practice, and we don't understand why we're stumbling. Why this? Why can't I change? I've tried to change. Well, how about giving it to Jesus, letting Him in more, and following the instruction? so then he says after this verse 20 my son pay attention to what i say pay attention to his word listen closely to my words do not let them out of your sight keep them within your heart this is why it's important to spend time with jesus every day to meditate in the word it keeps your heart alive when i start reading the bible my life just comes to my heart i I get Excited and and it's just I don't know it's just life. <laughs> it comes. I come alive. I, I just when I teach, I, I'm so wound up I can't sleep at night. For they are life to those who find them. We're talking about fullness of God's life, spiritual life, not not human life as we understand it but literally very life of the spirit itself, eternal life, for they are life to those who find them and health to a man's whole body. Wow. I'm just thinking of a scripture in Romans chapter 8, I believe. If the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, he will also quicken your mortal body. The condition of that, though, is that his word is alive in you. See, the word will even bring health to your body because... You'll be speaking kingdom things. You'll be speaking faith. And that releases the life that is in your spirit. And that healing can come gradually or by the gifts of the spirit all at once. But you can receive it by faith. And gradually, as you keep meditating on the word, every day you're getting a little bit better, a little bit better. It's not even that you can notice there's a big change. But if you persist, see, this is how you get to know Jesus as your healer everybody wants the instant miracle because we live in an instant society but we have to come to know Jesus as our healer in our heart not by the gifts of the spirit not by the pastor praying for you an evangelist praying for you but in your own heart get to know him as your healer so that when sickness comes you already have the faith to do something about it we've had many people come to us over the years from different churches because they knew we had a healing ministry And they wanted to be healed but they're like 75 80 years old they've never been taught anything about healing and they want this instant miracle but they've never built up their faith in healing see God wants us to grow in him he wants us to get to know him as our healer as our provider he wants us to get to know him personally by all his covenant names that he is our protector but all of these things come through a relationship with him so I pray that your prosperity be in health even as your soul prospers. Believe in your heart and do not doubt. See, doubts are in our heart because of our negative self-image, our past, our rejection, and all of those things. But if we keep meditating on the Word and living the Word, then we are cooperating with that new life that's in us and then that healing is released automatically through our heart and into our body. Above all else, The most important thing above everything in your life, guard your heart. Because out of it flow the issues of life, or it's the wellspring of life. So when I came to know Christ, I had, you know, as a child, I was raised in the Catholic Church and I was born again. When I uh, rededicated my life to the Lord through my wife's prayers, the Holy Spirit took me back through my whole life and showed me a lot of things and I realized I was born again when I had my first communion in the Catholic Church because my heart was right my mother always said I had a sensitive heart and I was a child trying to be perfect before God it was my desire to be perfect it was on my own strength under legalism law but my heart's desire was to be perfect for God like, that's not normal in a child unless you're born again. It's by the Spirit of God in me. But I was never taught nothing, never read a word of Bible in my life till I was 33. And even when I went to my confirmation, I think I was 13 then when they did that, I came out of the church and I was so stinking happy. I couldn't understand why I was so happy. I was never happy coming out of church. I was just glad to get out and go and play. But I was so happy, it was a supernatural joy. But I realized that I had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I didn't speak in tongues, but I received the Holy Spirit. And so uh, it's so important. That, but I, I I left the church because I didn't see God there. To me, it was a religious system. And I'm not picking on the Catholics. God loves everybody. My whole family, most of my family, is still Catholic. I love them. It's just that the institution itself wasn't teaching what we needed to know to be able to live for God. And that's the problem. And so, um, trying to be perfect, I could never be perfect. I got frustrated and I finally left. And, but see what happened was, I became like the prodigal son. I was even a pig farmer. But I got worse and worse and worse because I had lost all sense of direction, morality, or God, because I allowed the world to come in in my rebellious years as a teenager. And so, this scripture, these scriptures are explaining my life, your life. But above all things, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life, or it is out of it flow the issues of life. How do you guard your heart? Put away perversity from your mouth. Keep corrupt talk from your lips, because whatever you speak, your ears are hearing it, and it's going back into your heart. And if you're speaking negative things, it's already reinforcing the negative things that are in you. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make level paths for your feet and take only ways that are firm. Do not swerve to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. So above all else, the most important thing we can do in life is guard our hearts. Guard your hearts. If you're watching the wrong things, listening to the wrong things, you're allowing it by your own free will, into your heart. And it's going into your heart, it's influencing your heart. This is why the world has come into the church. The world's way of thinking, the world's way of doing things. uh, All these negative things have come into the church, and it's gotten worse and worse. All right, we want to, um, well, we're we're just going to stop there for a moment. I want to not go too fast because I will give you so much information that your heart will not be able to assimilate it all, and so I want you to stop and to think a little bit. I want to take a couple of moments here just to talk to you before I get to more teaching about this these scriptures and and you know many times you've you've read scriptures, and then all of a sudden one day you have something going on in your life or God is dealing with you, something you read the scripture and all of a sudden oh that's what that means well that's the holy spirit teaching you see now if you don't realize the importance you will once we get through but you know when i give you scriptures to show my points in in the three parts of salvation you're going to have to go through all of these scriptures we are going to provide the notes for you that you can download them but you have to make this material yours you know many times i've teached on sunday and, and the people said Well, that was a great sermon, Pastor. Well, that's nice that they enjoyed it, but it was my sermon. It was my revelation. You have to take it home. You have to meditate on it. You have to work it into your life to make it your revelation and have an effect on your life. But we're running here and running there and following this and following that and and things that will tickle our ears, but this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where we have to... Make these scriptures our own. So I want to encourage you to download the notes and go through the scriptures. I'm teaching you to show you how everything works, but you have to go through it, make it your own, put it into practice in your life, follow the instructions. Uh, These messages will be up so that you can keep listening to them and listening to them. Uh, Many times I tell people, if you hear a sermon that really ministers to you, Take the recording, go home, listen to it ten times. Let the Holy Spirit administer it to you because you had a need in your heart in that area. Allow the Holy Spirit to really work with that. Take that message and meditate on it. We cannot do this with our head. We have to meditate on it and allow the Holy Spirit with the word to work in our hearts to bring about the change that we need. So I want to really encourage you in that. Keep looking at all the scriptures, not the ones I mentioned, the ones before it, the ones after it. Dwell on it, make it your own, get hungry for God, and it will change your life supernaturally by the power of God and His grace.